Welcome to Connecting with Coincidence with psychiatrist Bernard David Beitman, MD. Dr. Beitman is the founder of the Coincidence Project. The project encourages people like you to tell each other coincidence stories. To learn more about Dr. Beitman's work, put Connecting with Coincidence in your web browser. You'll find his book, his Psychology Today blog, and the interviews from this podcast. And now your host, Bernard Beitman, MD. Welcome to Connecting with Coincidence. I am your host, Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD. I am the founding director of the Coincidence Project. And our purpose is to encourage you to tell coincidence stories, not only to yourself by writing about them, but also to other people. And I've just started organizing the coincidences of my life. And I'm seeing some patterns. One of those patterns is finding myself in the right place at the right time and then seizing the opportunity. Uh, that's the key part of this. Um, you may find yourself also in the, t in the right place at the right time, but you might hesitate. And the phrase he or she who hesitates is lost is an important one to keep in mind. Sometimes there is only that split second time to grab something. And as you'll see from uh, my guest story, this, one of the people he'll describe grabbed an idea that changed his life and it just happened in a split second. So if you don't use that grabbing of the moment, a serendipity synchronicity might not happen. Take a chance, move on your possibilities. And what about dreams and synchronicity? That's the subject for today. Uh, our guest is, I think, uh, the expert on the connection between synchronicity and dreams. If you think if you think dreams are random, then you may think synchronicity is random, but our guest is going to try to tell you without too much difficulty. That's not right. There's something else going on there. Our, our guest is J.M. DeBoard. He is the author of four books, including the best-selling Dream Interpretation Dictionary. He's the creator of Rad Owl's Dream School and a longtime moderator of the largest and most popular online community for dream sharing, dreams.reddit.com. He's also a student of Carl Jung's psychology and a moderator of that subreddit. Welcome, Jason, to the show. Bernie, yeah, I hear the crowd cheering. Uh, thank you for having me. It's a great pleasure to come here and talk with you about synchronicity and uh, about the relationship between dreams and synchronicity. Yeah, and, and a pleasure to talk with you because uh, I know of uh, at least one synchronicity dream-related thing of yours that's personal. And uh, it's, it has to do with your grandmother and you. So we, could you tell us about that? Sure. All right. Well, this story starts off uh, in the early 1970s. Uh, I was a, a wee babe, and I lived with my grandma with my young parents in her home. And she passed away uh, after we had moved on. And, you know, my dad was pursuing his career. We moved out of state. She passed on. So she has not been part of my life physically in a long time. But I still 
have a sense of her as people often describe of that, you know, a loved one who's no longer with us in the physical world, but is still kind of watching out for you and rooting for you. Well, I, um, I had a spontaneous experience. It was very dreamlike. Um, I was taking a course through the Jung platform on active imagination, which is one of Carl Jung's techniques for delving into contents of dreams and the imagination, which by the way, Jung says, those are two sides of the same coin. The um, dreams use the imagination centers of the mind to create and render the dream experience, render in the sense of like computer graphics and the animation. Your imagination is the means of creating this experience of a dream. Well, I had been doing the exercises and, and absorbing the knowledge from the course. And one night uh, sitting on my front porch here in Tucson, Arizona, um, it's quiet, it's cool. And I had this spontaneous active imagination um, of my of, of being wrapped in the arms of this large maternal figure. It wasn't identified specifically as my grandma, but I had this kind of thought of a baby in its mother's arms, and it made me think of my mom. And so two nights later, out of the blue, kind of late on a Friday night when my mom would usually never call, she calls me. I'm like, oh, hey, there's mom calling. So, you know, we get into this conversation. She then just spontaneously tells me that she has been writing about the history of her children. I have three siblings and she wants us to know what life was like before we were old enough to, you know, really form memories. You know, you're a year old, two years old. You don't have memories of what it was like. So she's just writing down these stories and one of the things that she wrote about my early childhood was the time that we spent with my grandmother and how she used to like to rock me. And that I, as a, you know, when I'm, you know, running around on my little legs and can barely speak, she said one of the first things I learned to say was grandma rock, as in pick me up and rock me. So she would, my, my grandmother was a maternity nurse and she loved babies. Apparently I was one of her favorite or her favorite grandchild. She had many of them and she would pick me up and mom said we would spend hours in the rocking chair with her holding me and rocking me. Now, during my active imagination experience, I had the sense of being rocked. I could feel the movement. I could feel the big arms around me. It was very soothing and comforting and gave me a sense of connection with this, this uh, all loving maternal figure. So I put two and two together and figured out that mom's uh, spontaneous phone call to me to tell me about that story was a way of confirming for me that the active imagination uh, experience that I'd had a couple days before was actually a connection to my grandma and to my mom also. This is such an important point that you, with dreams and synchronicity, make that I really haven't heard anyone else make. Not that doesn't mean other people haven't, but that, that a synchronicity like the one of your mother calling two days after you had this active imagination experience with 
what could have been your grandmother and you weren't sure about that, that confirmed your feeling that you were being rocked and you, and you had a feeling. Uh, and that was what's so cool about it. It wasn't just an image, you had a feeling and that feeling was like, this is real. But then when you had your mother call two days later, that confirmed, yes. Yeah, it did. It really it internalized it. it. It made it settle into me and become part of me. I mean, this is a story I'll probably tell for the rest of my life with people who are interested in these kinds of subjects where I can say, I've had this experience. And for me, subjectively, it was, uh, I, it was all the confirmation that I needed that this spont so seemingly spontaneous experience actually had a very deep driving force behind it that was, shall we say, subconscious. I wasn't trying to create an experience. I wasn't using a visualization technique. Um, I wasn't uh, uh, daydreaming. I was actually having an experience that was given to me as opposed to something that I tried to create, such as through a meditation or a visualization. You're talking about the dream itself, about being held. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that experience, dream-like experience that I had. It was very, uh, there was a lot of sensory input, there was some visual input, but there was a strong feeling of it. And that was what was most important, very and, much like a dream. And what started that, that, that visualization? What was the trigger for it? Um, that happened spontaneously. It, I, I, it, it was just being relaxed and open was what really brought it on. Um, that, that, that's, that's so true, true of a lot of, let's say, parapsychological experiences, that openness. And there's yeah. various ways that people get open. So you were getting relaxed and seeing what came. And what came was this, this figure rocking you. Yeah, and that's with um, active imagination. The, you know, it is a process that Jung taught that could be thought of as something that is directed. But what I was very surprised by is, is that by opening up the gate, by practicing it consciously, that it allowed then these other experiences to arise subconsciously or uh, not through my own volition. It just something else got behind the wheel and decided this was where it was going to take me. Yeah, something else got behind the wheel. And, you know, I'm beginning to see some of my problem in doing this coincidence research is I keep trying to figure out how it happens. I'm a, I'm a doctor. I'm a physician. So there's always this kind of like figure out how this situation just came up. And I go to it right. I go to it very quickly. So I'm thinking here that there you are. And forgive me for this, because you may not think about it this way, but this is the way I think, is that um, you allowed yourself to be open to something else coming into your mind, coming into your mind. And around that time, wherever your mother was, but not in your house, your mother was thinking about her family and your mother was thinking about her mother. Yeah. And she was thinking about how much her mother loved this little boy who loved to be rocking. So I think it's not a mystery from where you got that image. I think you got the image from your mother feeling it, thinking it, remembering it, wanting to convey that to you. And I'm picking up the information because I'm, I'm connected to my mother. And so I'm picking up what she's thinking and feeling. Um, or vice versa. She's, I don't know when she started writing this history of our family, but 
for it to come up in her mind right after or during or about the same time as I had this experience sure seems like a coincidence doesn't it Bernie you know like that's that's what that's why and that's why I like how our minds are connected and that's why I talk about the psychosphere because this is an illustration of two minds that are connected. And I love that you're saying, you don't know which direction it was, who came first, the chicken, your mother or you, your grandma. It was your grandmother was the central part of this. And both of you were ready to tune into her. I think your mother initiated, but that's okay because she was in you too. Just what the way, let me give you another little story. Um, it just happened to me right before you and I are talking. Um, I, my son is in commercial real estate, and he was telling me how Canadians are making investments in the United States ahead of the Chinese now. With used to think of Chinese making real estate, commercial real estate, other investments. The Canadians have been ahead of the Chinese in investments in places around the around the United States. So I'm looking up uh, while I'm eating Cana Canadian. Why are Canadians investing in the United States? So there's, there's a person who I've been, I had a very intense relationship with, and I kind of said, you know, go away. <laughs> I had enough of what you've been laying on me. I mean, I really yeah. care about you, but enough is enough. And what, when I finished looking at that Canadian thing, she sends me uh, an email saying, here's a lovely, um, lovely song and vision from Canada. So I'm looking, Canada, Canada, the, huh, huh. That, that's the same kind of thing I think happened with you and your mother, blah, 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 bop, like that. Yeah, it's giving off maybe a, a sort of like a wavelength or it's, a, it's like a broadcast in a way and other people pick up on it. Um, I've seen many examples of this through dreams. They tend to be the kinds of experiences that people have where they, you know, just mind blowing um, where they realize that they're picking up information off of people through uh, a dream state. And it turns out that that information is objectively accurate and they have no way of knowing it previously. Um, there was a, a woman who came to me. I, I used to give the presentations at Canyon Ranch. Uh, it's a famous uh, spa oh, yeah. resort here in Tucson. Yeah, very and, um, okay, yeah, wonderful place. And I had a, a woman come up to me after I gave her presentation. She said, I had a dream that my father had been married before uh, he married my mother. This was back at the turn or the middle of last century, and we were a Catholic family. So the, the idea of my father having a secret first marriage was just completely scandalous. It never crossed my mind or any of my children or anything like that. She then says, it turns out that the dream was accurate. It gave me the information I needed to find out that he really had been married previously, secretly, at least as far as it, her family never knew about it. And she had a half sibling out there that she was able to reunite with because of that information. It appears that she was given that information about her father who had since been deceased so that she could then go and, and reunite with a sibling that she never knew that she had. And dreams are a, this tabula rasa that can be written on in this way. And I, I, I'm, I'm I, without going too much more deeply into it, just to ask you pretty much yes or no, these are the kinds of stories you hear quite often. Yes. Yeah. As a moderator at Reddit Dreams, and you said in your introduction, it's the, it's the largest dream sharing site on the internet. We have over 200,000 subscribers. 
and it's a constant uh, scrolling, you know, look into the mind of, you know, what are people dreaming about? I've been doing it for years and I have run across a number of these uh, uh, stories. Plus, as somebody who's known as an author of books about dreams, people will find me on social media and stuff like that so that they can share these stories with me. And uh, they're real mind blowers. And it, once you have enough of them, and you've had enough of them, they end up not being so surprising. And the, the first ones are surprising when you run across, or you've had them happen yourself, but then you hear a whole bunch of them and it becomes your job, Jason DeBoard, is to get people to recognize these are common events that we can dream realities that are happening out there, not just the future. My favorite, maybe you've heard this one, where three different people dreamed that the 16-year-old girl was pregnant. Um, it wasn't it. Um, something I, I thought, okay, I think it reminded me of that. I think I've heard that's, this one. That's all I know. I, I, that's all I know. I remembered it. I can't find it again. But that where three different people had a dream of, of, of a secret that was going on right then. It's, and it's the same idea. I think it's just a, another dramatic form of the same thing that we know things without knowing how we know them. But you, with your dreams, mm. are able to say, no, our dreams are conduits for information that we need and want to hear. Like tuning into a station that's broadcasting the information and your interest in the subject is what tunes you into the station. My favorite metaphor uh, from a long time ago, uh, back in San Francisco in the hippie days, we we're all radio stations broadcasting and receiving too. Yeah. And, and I, <laughs> yeah. I, think, I think we're I'm glad to hear you going back to that. Now, there's another story that I was alluding to uh, at the beginning um, of a flash going by with someone who contacted you. Just a quick image. And that image stuck in his mind and became a life changer. Would you tell us about that? Sure, yeah, this is gonna require a little backstory. I have a podcast I'm doing with a friend of mine. It's called The Dreams That Shape Us. Um, and he, we decided we were gonna to pull together these experiences that people have had that show that dreams really are meaningful and sometimes they can be really mind-blowing. So this is one of them. This was our first episode. Um, there oh, was a guy who- Wait a minute, this is the first episode. Yeah, I mean, we've done nine of them now, but this was number one because this was the most powerful account that we had what, to show to people of and the there power was, of dreams. And there it was right at the beginning. Of a, yeah. now, now that one, I, I keep noticing that in transition, in change, there is that is the is fertility for weird stuff to happen. Yeah, it really. Yeah, and, and I've noticed that dreams will shake things up so that to allow these changes to come forth because we can be in patterns, habitual responses, stuff like that, and dreams will be the catalyst for creating and, a change. And we're going to hear about that. All I meant was, this is JD DeBoard's first podcast on this. That's what I mean. Ah, yes. That's what I mean. Well, well let me tell you, uh, this is a this is a real mind blower. Um, this it's a young man named Harper who uh, emailed me to say that he had had this amazing experience that he documented very well in a journal, and he sent me the pages of the journal to show me, or the pictures of his journal, where starting in the beginning of July of 2020, 
it starts one day when he is on a Discord uh, server uh, that is being fed into his phone. So he's looking at his phone and he sees this brief image out of dozens of them that he scrolls through that is this anime character. And it was part of a game where you could choose a character kind of like a playing card. And now you can use that character in the game that he was part of. Well, they give you these options. It's just scrolling list of these, these choices that you can make. You can choose it or not. He said that it scrolled through. He just sees it briefly. And then that night he has a dream where he sees that character and not only sees it, but he experiences being that character in the dream. He's in the role of that character. He recognizes the next day that he's like, wait a minute, I've seen this somewhere before. He goes scrolling back, sees that card that briefly flashed in front of his eyes. And then he goes on Wiki and he looks up this character. And it turns out that it is from an anime show that ran in 2012. So eight years prior, he hadn't seen the show he hadn't heard of. It's called The K Project. And then he said, well, if there's an anime about this character, I can go out and I can stream it. So he finds it and he starts streaming it. And he figures out that what he was dreaming about through the eyes of that character was also shown to him in the show that he watched later. In other words, he's having a precognition of this show, of watching the show in his dream the night before. And then it happened again. Well, and, and it let, happened again. Let's, let's, play, let's play with words a little bit. It's not exactly a precognition because the show had already been run. Yeah. And so so it was his he was dreaming about the parts of the show that he was going to see the next day. Yes. Yes. And Character uh, plot lines, pl settings, characters, actions in the show, dialogue from the show. It wasn't 100 percent everything that he dreamed about was in the show, but he said it happened so much that it, it really sparked his mind to go. There's something more going on here. And then it continued throughout the month of July. Now he, by after he's been doing, after this has been happening for a while, he starts figuring out there is a reason why this happened is happening. Why could it be? Well, here's where you have to know the context about Harper, this young man. He had been diagnosed with a heart condition a few years before, and he had gotten scared of doing anything physical. He had been this very active young man. He worked out. He did. He rode skateboards. He did parkour, which is like jumping off of buildings and doing dives and rolls and flips and all this stuff. Well, it turns out the character that from the show that he was dreaming about through the eyes, seeing the dream space through the eyes of that character, rode a skateboard, did parkour, was very physically active, and it started giving him an idea. Maybe. I can start to have my life back again. I can start to do physical things. I don't have to worry about, or I can at least test to find out whether my heart will hold up to, you know, the increased heart rate and stuff like that, that exertion that he'd been afraid of doing would do to him. So he'd been a couch potato for three years. And, and so he started getting this idea. And then here was the image that sort of flashed. He was writing in his journal maybe he's, he's thinking to himself, maybe these dreams are telling me that I can get back to the life I had before. And as he is writing that, he's listening to a playlist of songs. 
hundreds of songs that are streaming in on like Spotify or whatever it is. And there's a song that plays and the chorus is, gotta get back to the life I had before. It was exactly what he wrote in his journal and he heard it just as he had written out that line and he's thinking about the significance of it, the radio or the speakers repeat it back to him. And it was the confirmation for him that his feeling about why he was being given these experiences, the message behind it, that he could be more active and get his life back, he felt like that was true. And since then he's gone on and done it and he's been fine. He's now more physically active and gradually getting back into that sort of uh, active physical life that he had before he was diagnosed. One of the um, skateboard images uh, is of the guy, the anime character riding up the side of some big guy who was trying to threaten him. Yes. And, and, and so that was part of the fun of it is that he could do that. He could, he could do that in his dream and with the anime. And what he was having if, is, is a heart problem. And the, uh, another word for heart is core, C-O-E-U-R. Uh, and and it gave, this, this anime gave him courage. It gave him courage. It, yeah. it, it encouraged his heart. He gained courage. And you told me this story earlier today. And I also felt courage myself from that story. It had that kind of impact on me as well. Oh, right on. That's, and it did for me too. There was something that was very powerful about his story and inspiring. Um, and he... Uh, 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 I know that there was something very powerful that he learned from it. He also had an image of, uh, there was a, a crow from Japanese mythology that was in the show. Um, he looked up the mythology of the crow and it said that it was a messenger of the divine to give people the strength or courage or inspiration to be able to lift themselves up out of their circumstances. So there were overlapping synchronicities and images and the real mind blower is that he had no previous knowledge of any of this. He hadn't seen the show. He said he wasn't a fan of anime, you know, and, and so this all comes together. And Bernie, something in his dreaming mind already knew about this show and the message that it could deliver to him and chose it to be part of his experience. It's as if it knew all that media that was out there, all those stories, and it could pick the right form of media to appeal to him and pick the right stories that would appeal to him also to create that parallel between him and this character from the show. He could see himself as this skateboard riding, you know, courageous young man who was going to ride right up the back of this illness that had struck him and had put him down. And he was going to lift himself up and go on with his life. So there was just amazing uh, information that was delivered to him um, through that experience. Life-changing. And how has that story changed your life? Well, um, it's told me that, for one, that these things can happen in a way that is so powerful and direct that it's oftentimes when you get into dreams, what you're trying to do is interpret the messages 
but I found that sometimes the messages are right there in front of your face. <laughs> and I tell people that sometimes with the experience of the dream, you don't have to go deep into interpreting it. It's right there. You just need to see what it is and accept it. It's bringing it to your attention for a reason because you're not, you're not seeing it or you're not absorbing it or you need the jolt or whatever it is, but it's there. You don't necessarily have to dig real deep and get all 40 in with it. You know, it's, it's actually read the experience for what it is. Like someone who came to me the other day and asked me um, about a dream that she had with this divine, divine maternal figure that came to her and said, I see all this great work that you're doing. And I, I want to ask you, do you have a wish? You work so hard, you deserve something. And she said, yes, I wish for a home. She asked me how to interpret it. And I said, interpret it on its face value. Something inside of you is wanting you to be able to have the reward for your hard work. Now, whether that's going to be a new home or whether or not it's a sense of home within you or something, there's going to be something that unfolds from this. So give it your energy, give it your, your faith in a way. Like you believe that this thing could be something that ends up making your life go to the place where you want it to be or deliver something into your life that you want. This is the way that it can manifest. They say that all dreams follow the mouth. This is from the Talmud. And what it means is that the interpretation of a dream ends up becoming the direction that it goes in. It's like the, the wind that catches the sail. Where is your life going to go from here based on how you interpret this dream? Well, the way that you interpret the dream ends up becoming a self-fulfilling prophecy. And I'm now incorporating that more into my own teachings and bringing traditional dream analysis together with some of these more, you know, esoteric, mystical traditions that I think are also, uh, we're finding more and more that there is a science behind it that it is explainable too. But in the meantime, until we have our full knowledge of how this stuff works, just have a little faith that there is something that is trying to come to you through your dreams and it will lead you in the right direction, but interpret it that way so that it, you give it the wind and the sails to take you there. The methods of science, the purpose, the, the aim of religion, the methods of science and the aims of religion is what we're doing. We're trying to find a way to the spiritual by being scientific and respecting the scientific capacities of ordinary people, not just the experts who get caught up yeah. in their own little rabbit holes, but yeah. just trying to look at the evidence because human beings have been looking at the evidence and trying to figure out how things work for a long, long time. Now we're, yeah. coming, we're coming to the end of, of the show uh, for now. Um, you, you've, you, you, you are the author of the, of the Dream Dictionary. The Dream Interpretation Dictionary, Symbols, Signs, and Meanings. Yes. The dream Interpret. Thank you for the whole thing. And you are showing us uh, your, ex your expertise in this. And I, I really respect how you keep evolving your ideas, trying to bring new ideas from different places and keep them going, keep your thing going, which I think you have to do when you're doing something like what you're doing. As we're ending, Jason, there's something else you would like to leave our audience with. Yes. Um, in a book that I wrote about how to interpret dreams, it's called Rad Owl's Crash Course in Dream Interpretation. There's an appendix 
where I give ways that you can tell whether you are on track with a dream interpretation. And one of those ways I've included is synchronicity. When you correctly understand a dream, that, that internal response will be shown to you externally. Now, not every time, but I've noticed that when it, either with an individual dream or just in the way that you incorporate your dream life as part of your waking life, if you're on the right track, if the wind is blowing in a good direction, you will have synchronicities that will verify this for you, that you are doing it, you're interpreting it accurately, and the other side of the coin, responding to it in a way that honors the dream and harnesses the energy that it's trying to give you so that you can get your life going towards the direction that you want it to go in. Excellent. Thank you very much, Jason. It's been my pleasure, Bernie. Thank you for having me on your show. You're welcome. This psychosphere is our mental atmosphere like a hologram of cosmic consciousness.